0: we've been talking about the social media dilemma and its consequences. Now one consequence of our social media society is that it has left us more divided, more isolated. It has left more people feeling alone and broken and sorrowful. It's put so many people in a mindset where you look at this illusory world And you think everybody has all this stuff. And you say to yourself, but I don't have that. I don't have all the things you're supposed to have. That's not what my life looks like. What's wrong with me? And it can leave us feeling broken and lost and worthless. Today I want to discuss probably, in my opinion, one of the most important parables in the entire New Testament to understand when it comes to just life and what is of value and what God wants from us. From Luke chapter 21, verses one through four. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I tell you, he said, This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. So easy to look down on those who have less than us, yet they are the ones most nestled in the arms of God. That widow, alone, Didn't talk about her kids, probably didn't have any. Think of how many people walked past her, looked down on her. Think of what that did to her. Think of that, how that made her feel. What's wrong with me? I'm alone. What's wrong with me? I don't have a family. Yet, she was the one closest to God. She was the one with the most value in her copper coins. Doesn't mean the wealthy can't be saved, but it does mean The wealthy better hurt and they're giving. If you give out of your wealth, it's not giving. You give enough that it hurts, you're getting a little bit closer to the widow. If you give to those in need, if you give to those with less than you, you might, 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 might begin to understand what that widow did. The love and the faith and the belief that it took for her with nothing to give what she did. You know, it's so easy to look at our own lives and and just focus on what we're missing. Opportunities that we don't have, the money that we don't have, the bad things in our lives. Maybe we feel like we've wasted time. Maybe we feel like we've wasted relationships. Maybe we feel like we haven't been a good person, a good parent, a good mom, a good dad, a good husband, a good wife. Maybe we're living alone and we and and we wonder what's wrong with me? Maybe we struggle with addiction, mental health issues, and we wonder, what's wrong with me? Where's my value? In the moment you have that thought, here's what you gotta remember, you gotta remember that widow. Because it is there where you might very well be the closest to understanding God in love. You might be the closest to the good news of Christ that you will ever be, because he came for you. He came for that person. He came for that widow. They are his words. They are not mine. They are his words. They are not mine. She put in more than all the others. Her sacrifice had the greatest value. It was her. No, I think anyone that follows the path of Christ looks inside themselves, sees their sin, realizes how many things get our attention, begins to understand we have to be emptied of those things. You have to give them away. You have to give them away till you feel like you don't have anything. And then you're finally able to feel the love of God. One of the greatest writers the last... 100 years, talking about this would have to be Thomas Merton. From his book, No Man is an Island, only the man who has had to face despair is really convinced that he needs mercy. Those who do not want mercy never seek it. It is better to find God on the threshold of despair than to risk our lives in a complacency that has never felt the need of forgiveness. A life that is without problems may literally be more hopeless than one that always verges on despair. And a culture that beckons us to be comfortable, to pursue things that we can consume and make life easy, is telling us there is an answer to despair other than God. And that answer is those things. But none of those things satisfy. Ultimately, that money doesn't satisfy. It leaves us feeling more and more hopeless and the more we chase those things the further we get away from what can heal us. But when you are broken, when you understand that you need mercy, that ultimately that bottle, that sex, that money, that anger is not going to fill you up. Where does that put you? Where do you end up? Right next to the widow But it's scary, isn't it? It's scary to give away things, to give up things, to give our things to others, to help others in order to empty ourselves so that the only thing that can exist there is God. Thomas Merton goes on to talk about how this world that we try to fill ourselves with temporal things is a world of illusion. We were not meant to consume social media. We were not meant to get bigger and bigger homes or faster and faster cars or fancy and fancier clothes. That's an illusion. It's temporal. It goes away. It becomes dust, just like our bodies do. What's the reality that we were meant for? What's the life of reality that God had set for us? A little bit further in No Man is an Island. The man who fears to be alone will never be anything but lonely no matter how much he may be surround himself with people. But the man who learns in solitude and recollection to be at peace with his own loneliness and to prefer its reality to the illusion of merely natural companionship comes to know the invisible companionship of God. Such a one is alone with God in all places, and he truly enjoys the companionship of other men because he loves them in God in whom their presence is not tiresome and because of whom his own love for them can never know satiated heat. Thomas Merton, no man is an island. What's he saying there? What's he saying there? When we empty ourselves and allow God in there, in a sense, we go from lonely to being able to be a companion with anyone. When we empty ourselves and we allow God in, all of a sudden we understand why the widow has that value because we feel connected to her. Loneliness is not necessarily a bad place if you use it to fill yourself with God. It's why when you look upon the prisoner, when you look upon the widow, when you look upon the mentally ill, that they might, in fact, be the closest to where you want to be. Because if in those situations you allow yourself to let God in and to quit thinking about all the things that you don't have, but to think about the room you have in your soul for God, you can let him in. And when you do, and I truly believe this, when you do, all of a sudden you feel close to everyone. You know, sometimes I miss it so much, all the years I spent volunteering in prisons. And there are moments it's not easy. There are moments that, the. Getting in a prison is a complete pain and it wastes a ton of your time. But man, you get in there and you see the look on people's faces who are beyond hopeless. You know, families don't visit them. They don't have any relationship outside those walls. They're going to be there till they die. And you enter into a loving relationship with them and you feel the presence of God. Man, when you walk out of that prison, I swear to you, everything is brighter People you don't like, you're thankful for. Things that your loved ones say to you that used to bug you don't. It's because you're seeing it, I believe, through the vision of the Spirit of God that he wants all of us to have. When God is your companion, you are never alone. But how do you get there? How do you get there? Well, it goes back to that parable I started with. Getting there requires taking on the mindset of the widow. You got to give all you have. You got to give it away. You got to give it to strangers. You got to give it to family. You got to give it to friends. You got to give it to God. You got to give it to church. You got to give it away. That last drop of hope you try to give somebody, your small copper coin or your big bank account, You give that all away and you let God in. And then you are able to see all of life as your companion. It is not possessions. It is not mine and yours. It is God everywhere. Who's your companion? It's the stranger. It's the widow. It's the mentally ill. It's the prisoner. That's what God wants for us. A parable is not in the Bible by accident. He's talking to two people. He's talking to the broken. He's talking to the lonely. He's talking to the widow. He's talking to the mentally ill. He's telling them how valuable they are, how close to God they are, the opportunity they have every day to experience a love that most people will never experience. And he's talking to everybody else who rather than turning to God, rather than filling their life with God, they allow the temporal things of the world To attempt to satisfy them, yet they never satisfy. And every bite, in every taste, in every purchase, and every moment takes you further and further away from the love of God that allows you to love everyone. Learn from the widow the mentally ill, the lonely, the broken who love God and find everything. That is the power of the love of Christ, the love of God. It's the danger of the shiny things in life. And it is the thing, the main thing in this week where we are talking about social media, it is the main thing it wants to take you away from to lead you from, to lead you toward the rich man and away from the widow with the copper coins where we find life. Until next time, my friends, I am your host, Silouan. Aim high. Sometimes to do that, you got to look low. Spread your wings, no matter how broken you may feel, no matter how lonely you may be, no matter how confused your mind may seem, you are actually right there on the precipice of God, and keep your eyes on the things that matter, that don't break down, that don't turn the dust, that never go away, that live forever and sustain us. Silouan Green.